I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Pay me. Just fucking around. Just fucking no, I need to stop doing this. I literally found a new song last night, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna like probably embarrass myself amongst the Gen Z people that may stumble upon this one day. Okay. Maybe <laughs> the audacity of Gen Z fighting. The audacity. Us. Um, but it's this guy, Jake Wesley Rogers. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Um, it's her. It, no, it's a. It's. Okay. I think it's. A, I think they them. But I, I mean, but know. yeah, I got it. Never um, heard of them. Pres- I'm not gonna presume. Um, yeah, truly. This yeah. song called Pluto. Okay. And it just like shook me. I I highly encourage you to listen. It's cool. beautifully done. It's so inspo and mm. um just there's a line in it that says I wish that I knew that I was young, and mm. I was just like <laughs> because and then I just started like free flow writing on my phone on my notepad listening to it because I was like I no. even when I was young I wanted to be an adult I wanted to be older. I know why would I was we like, like oh my that? god being an, because like when you're a kid you have to live under rules and I'm a defiant asshole and like I was yeah. just like I don't want to do it I want to do it my way and like you know you can't when you're a kid so then when yeah. I was old enough to move out of the house I was a terror to get out I was a terror to get out I like basically told my parents like you can help me and support me moving to New York City or I will just get in the car and go and leave yeah and I'll like, sleep on the train I will literally sleep on yeah. a bench until I find a place to live I um, get that though I don't yeah, know. I and- feel like for me, I was, um, I don't know. I feel like I was always older, but I think it's because I, Same. yeah, my mentality, we've talked about this even too, being lonely, like feeling like, um, I had a lot of friends, but I felt like sometimes the wavelength wasn't the same. Like the, the hopes and dreams that I had Ugh, did not match yes. with what was around me. And so then I, that's, that's kind of more why I, also, you know, this kind of goes into like sexism and stuff being a one, a young girl, it's like you you don't either know shit or you're like, oh, she's right. adorable. And right. like you're here to make babies. Yeah, you're like, here to make babies. And that's what you do. And like, <laughs> I, I have to say, being like 14 and having grown ass men like hit on you on the street when you're walking down the street and honk at you is such a revelation. You're like, wow, yikes. Um, yeah. My first but I wanted to, to be New- older. Yeah. My first trip to New York, I think I was like 12 or 13. And I remember being like fascinated, but also like, mm by like mm-hmm. the fact that like these men would walk past me and like very obviously like give me the one up and down like it wasn't even like trying to be discreet it was like they were they were giving me the look it's like and, that's pedophilia correct and like i literally knew at that age what was going on i mean mm-hmm. cuz at that age i was like already like sort of sexually active so like oh, wow. whatever but like you know <laughs> like i was six and living my i was truth. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well not not quite but <laughs> no no <laughs> but like it was it, yeah it was very much that and the wavelength thing i mean so true i'm from central pennsylvania you know you're from virginia so mm-hmm. like you know central pennsylvania I was just writing about this the other day because I'm starting a new book and it was very much like, Mm -hmm. it's very much like I couldn't stay there. No, I I couldn't either. No, no, I didn't have a life there. There was no opportunity for me there. I would have died. And I mean that very literally, whether it would have been like drunk driving because I was a hot mess or like I would have done it myself. Like, you know, yeah, I just was so unhappy. And so like, like seeing other people who are adults, I was like, oh my God, that's freedom. Like being an adult, that's Mm. freedom. Little did I know. (laughs) The trap. Freedom comes with a price, bitch. The shackles are rent. (laughs) Right. It comes with rent and taxes. (laughs) Yeah. And having to grow the fuck up. a laundry list of other like a litany of indecencies <laughs> <laughs> no i mean okay yeah everything is give and take too it's like when you're a kid you have things given to you you have things i mean if you're not a nepo baby you have things <laughs> like you have things like given to you and then when you're an adult you're like oh shit i gotta literally work hard for the money let's go Um, i have to feed myself (laughs) i have to eat food actually you know what though it's like i don't know man i have such a mixed bag on this because it's like i think it is like quote unquote harder to be an adult of course like on paper how could it not but i also think too being an adult comes with so much more not just freedoms like you were discussing which are which isn't to me emboldening but also um 
you slowly become more and more yourself, I believe. And so you have the oh, yeah. more, you have the more wherewithal to make decisions or things that like really mattered. <laughs> now I'm like, who <laughs> cares? Like, yeah, no, it's going to be true. okay. You know, that's fair. I mean, you I know? wouldn't trade being an adult for anything. I think like the yeah. perfect, my perfect age. Our podcast is not how to be a rich bitch. It's how to be a, an adult. It's how to be an <laughs> not adult. Not a kid. Ew. <laughs> Cuties. Well, but that comes with it too, right? Like that comes, mm-hmm. like being an adult comes with opportunity to be a rich bitch. Unless Truly. your parents are, unless your parents are like carting you along to auditions or other opportunities or like teaching you how to own a business. Like the one, I yeah. heard something on, on TikTok the other day, which is my sole source of information these days, mm-hmm. um, for better or worse. But I heard someone <laughs> say like, it's easier for an 18 year old to take out a hundred thousand dollars in college student loans than it is for them to get a $10,000 business loan to start their own business. And that is everything you need to know mm-hmm. about America. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, Ooh, because Ew. I never wanted to go to college. Like high school was terrible for me. I didn't mm. want to go to college and I didn't, and I don't have student debt. So good that's for me. great. I have credit card debt instead, which is fine. Oh, let's swap um, it. You know, it's yeah. cool. Um, the interest is probably better on the credit card, but um, no, it definitely is. Student loans are like actually like the worst thing of all time. And what what kills me is um, <laughs> there's such a better way to do it. That's not scummy yet. Um, yeah. You know, you, your yet, interest rates, your interest rates are like, I know in mine, they're like seven point something and they went up to like nine and they were like i think of my brothers it might be 12 um something like that oh, and um you know when you're fresh out of school little babu and you're just trying to like make your way <laughs> you know it's like a little like, bit what is, can, that's so traumatizing that's so fucked um mine actually my school um as much as i love them dude I actually i'm the opposite my parents really like, just don't go to school sarah just be an actor like you're ready just leave and i was like no i need a fallback degree and an, and a double major and a minor like i was insane <laughs> anyway stupid but i will say that i matured a lot in college it was nice to be away from my not just my family but away from like for you know that what i was used to and just be acting all the time and also taking like stupid gen end classes and stuff which i didn't right. whatever i didn't test out of like for ap or whatever but um yeah you walk out of there and you're like i'm she's graduated uh, and they're like okay you get a six month grace period don't worry and then i got out and like a week later they're like your six months is up here's your thing i was like wait i graduated like like <laughs> a week ago like- <laughs> and sally may that stupid pirate hooker that apparently i owed money to sally fucking may literally told me that's the stupid loan out people um that i had a six month grace period on this loan but the second part of the loan will be in six months i was like that makes no sense i didn't even do this my parents set it up you probably bamboozled them you're a bitch so i immediately started paying though i immediately got a job um you know, mm-hmm. as a server or as a hostess in R- Richmond. And I saved up enough money to move to New York while also paying my loans. And it was like really hard. Immediately it was hard. Immediately it was like, yeah. but I wanted to be here so bad. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that was me too. And, and I mean, not with the loans thing, but like the mm-hmm. want and like the, the I'll do anything. I remember the first, uh, I think it was the first summer I lived here. I had a really hard time finding a job when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I couldn't get a $10,000 business loan because I had ideas for running businesses. I just didn't know how to do it. And right. if I would have had like a coach or a mentor or a guide or something, like I even knew what that was at the time. Yeah. Um, that was like not like, a thing really. Right. Just show me how to do it. Like I'd probably have multiple businesses right now and I'd be able to like fund all the arts in the world. Um, You know, but I didn't do that because I couldn't because I didn't know how. Um, and certainly my tiny little bullshit Catholic school in Pennsylvania wasn't going to show me how it burned down. <laughs> it deserved it. It literally, <laughs> it literally when a school down. burns down, you're like, mm, and it's Catholic. You're like, whoa, I, know. I had so many, I had so many people, there. I had so many people message me to be like, are you in Pennsylvania right now? <laughs> They're like, was this your work? I'm like, no, it was not my yeah, work. Like, I would oh not my God. Credit. Did you do arson? <laughs> Did you and do then on this no, podcast years later you admit it I'm like, like I did. yeah i yeah. did it was, it was me yeah. no i always wanted to i had like this fantasy of like making a, a boatload of money and coming back and buying the building and turning it into like oh, like a um, fantasy a, a center for like runaway lgbtq youth mm. um and like like deal with like addiction and and abuse and everything else and like have counseling and, and shelter and and events and whatnot and obviously it's never going to happen because it was bought by a developer that's going to turn it into apartments so <laughs> here we go um i wouldn't want to live in that school if my life depended on it like no. turning it into apartments terrible idea but i moved yeah here that's and I remember, weird 
I, I, rem- I had a really hard, I know, it's so, I, I don't understand. Um, the first summer I was here, it was June 2005. I literally graduated high school May 27th, and my lease started June 1st. I was like, mm. deuces, bye. I loaded up the minivan, drove here, like, hired some guy off of gay.com to help me unload my uh, <laughs> Gay.com, he, where all you get the best work. Right. He unloaded my truck, and then he unloaded again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't the intended payment, but that's what uh, happened. I, I mean, a mover. I think with gay.com, um, it literally is saying, like, I'm gay. It was implied. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it was implied. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've lost touch. Um, well, you know. Yeah, lots of it. Anyway, yeah. uh, so, like, <laughs> I got here and I had a really hard time finding a job. Because, like, I didn't have job experience. Like, I've had a job mm. since I was 16. And I worked at a hair salon at the register. Well, at the at the mall at the mall and i was like a glorified bus boy at the hershey hotel hershey and hotel yeah the hershey hotel it's what? beautiful it was Explain built in the 1920s yourself. it was okay. built in the 1920s it's a luxury four-star hotel and wow. a four diamond restaurant it's, oh, it's wow. beautiful you knew a lot yeah it didn't have I to do did. with chocolate at all uh yeah chocolate was in everything they had this More. chocolate cherry they had this chocolate cherry bread loaf that they would give you at dinner and i was just like inhaling those by the festival it was so good mm. um Anyway, so I didn't have job experience and it took me forever. I lied to get jobs. I lied to mm-hmm. someone and told them I, I was like, oh, I've done hair and makeup because of theater at home at the community theater. So, of course, I know what I'm doing on a New York level. So I got hired at Henry Bendel's to work at a makeup counter for, oh. like, 22, for like $22 an hour Wow, I was time like, when I was like 18, 19 years old yeah. in 2005. And I was like, oh, I have made it. You're and like, I Dad. was so I was so bad at it. I had absolutely no what I no idea what I was doing. I got fired after like two weeks, um, but and I got that kept happening. Like I had these little pockets of jobs that it was mm-hmm. like, uh, what am I doing? And you know, my parents were able to help me, thank God, because otherwise I'd be fucking homeless. And I got so frustrated. I think it was like August or September. It was still hot out, and I was like, I left my apartment on 108th Street in like this black outfit and I was like I'm going to like stores and I'm going to apply and so I took the train down to like no I walked I walked down the upper east side and I was like Mm. dropping off for like sweating and like dropping resumes off at different places Mm. and I made my way down to like 59th street where like you know the the Bloomingdale's and that whole like pocket yeah and Lex's and then I somehow got to Soho and I was dropping off resumes there and nothing was happening. And I was like so impatient. I ended up at Columbus Circle because the shops at Columbus Circle were like brand new back then. Or... Like they had just opened. And I ended <laughs> up in this little store on the second floor and they hired me. And I, but like before I went there, I was so fresh. It was hot and gross. And I called my mom and I was like, I am not going home. I will sleep yeah. on a bench yes. until, I have, until I have a fucking job. Right. And like you have to do it. How, that's just how I felt. And I still like, I still have a little bit of that fire in me. I, I think you do. Like... It's just channeled differently. You don't have to be, cause like, here's the thing. I think we think about those times of our lives and we're like, oh my gosh, look how much I was willing to da 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 da. Right. Yeah. Love that. Cause we had cause to. A baby. And you cause have, you're literally a you child and, yeah. and you don't have a resume that looks whatever. You don't have contacts yet in New York. You don't have, you know, any of that. Like, of course, that's what we did. But now, yeah, bitch, I don't need to p- pound the pavement. She been pounded. I've been, p- we all have been pounded. We don't have to pound I just got pounded by my mover. You, yeah, there you go. Um. And well, you were on it. Yeah, that was your, no, you were on brand, right? You were pounded, then you're pounding, and then you're pounding. Right, yeah. right. It's a triple pound. But, yeah. um, but also, like, I mean, I look back too, and it's like, what were you fucking complaining about? Like, you were this tall, skinny, good looking gay white boy in New yeah. York City, like going around to stores and being like, oh, I'll swishy with hey. my earrings. And my drama bangs being like, I'd like to work here, please. <laughs> Your drama bangs. I did. Work. I had, like, my friend Dennis yeah. and I used to like glue extensions in that were like, oh my God, yes. Who look behind my ear and be like, yeah, I love that. We love a drama bang. I don't know why everyone didn't just hang you, like hire you immediately. They were like, oh, wow. Drama bangs. I thought you were going to say, it. I don't know why anyone didn't hang you immediately. And I was like, <laughs> no. I mean, for those bangs, like really? <laughs> no, I literally did say that. And it's because my tea has not hit me in. Hit me up. I know, right? Hit me, I, might, hit me I, good. I just had my coffee, so I might have to like excuse myself once That's this funny. kicks in. <laughs> Work. No, but like, yeah, how to be a rich man. Potty. Um, no, like, uh, yeah, totally. I think I said that to be honest, and I don't mean it. I don't know what's happening. Did I get I know, overtaken but, but, like, by a preacher at... in uh in you know West Virginia, like by for a second? <laughs> but like, but thank God there were like 
digital cameras were hard to come by around people my age because we mm-hmm. couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. And it was like pre-cell phone cameras. So like there are very few, if not zero pictures of me with those wow. bangs. And I Good. am so grateful for it because I should have been hung for this. We should find one though. And that should be the photo of this episode or whatever. <laughs> and that's like it. And then me with bangs, like when I was like five. <laughs> right. And, then, and just like a side by side. I like, or like banging. I don't even know where they would be. I would have to like go through like an old, I don't, I, I mean, I like say I would have to go through thing. an old computer, but like, I don't have an old computer. They're all Yeah. Fine. So. I mean, well, I, yeah, mm, uh, maybe, mm, maybe yeah. mm, we'll see. Uh, I'll dig through the archives. Well, I like I like your story too because um I think anyone who's like come from somewhere else and then had a dream and then had to make it um you really do have to work any you have to figure it out and you also have to like you said fibbity fib fib fibbity you know yeah that's mean, what happened the, with me too yeah well and also too like New York is built on people who had a dream that came here from somewhere else yes you know? yes like, yes and and so we all get it like the whole like lying on your resume thing to get a job at a restaurant like literally everyone does that like yeah. whatever who cares but what I I wish and what you have successfully done to like my awe and amazement at all times is like not have <laughs> to do that and like no work fully for yourself and I am so on the cusp of like just about being there and you are there. I don't even, I don't even want to hear you. You you're just there. <laughs> what kills me is that. And I know I a, just need, I just need to hit the, the gas pedal as well. As a person who's happening. been fully um, employed by myself in all ways, whether it's as a performer, as a writer, as a creator, as a designer, all these things that I do that all have to do with me and my brand and who I am or comedy or whatever, you know, it's been just me since like 20, uh, 17 maybe and I think it's just like so nice to just be like if I'm hired by anyone I'm an independent contractor but other than that I mean it's still I'm it's still me it's my it's my services that you're hiring it's not um and I think there's just something really wonderful about that once you step into your power and you realize that like it's already there you know just as you you're not only are you it's just going to be the let's talk about Ed's amazingness not only are you able to to a rich bitch wannabe yeah no we are there we're getting absolutely on our way but my point is is that you are very good at speaking to people you're great as a performer you're comfortable on screen you're comfortable uh talking about everything which is like such a wonderful vulnerable thing to be you also think in ways that are proactive uh, you also are able to organize thoughts, be very organized and structured, which I love because frankly, like as a lady working in the biz, if people are just sloppy with their schedules, we cannot do this. We cannot have this. It's not going to mm-hmm. work out until you take enough you know, effort and you already do. You wake up early, you do your thing. Um, I just think it's wonderful. And I also think that you have a lot of love and interests in a lot of things. And I think that's actually a a wonderful thing some people are like oh you love this and that and you can do bitch i can make my own reel i can make my own pitch decks i can make my own movies i can make my own data as i'm doing all this other. like that's a good thing if you can do a lot of things right well and i mean that's that kind of goes back to like you know michael kushner's book of like being a multi-hyphenate in the entertainment industry and like he and i've talked briefly about this but like it's so hard to be that you know and like you are too I mean you're a walking like Universal Studios like you kind of (laughs) you kind of have to be too because like you're not only are you the actor but you're the writer the producer the director the funding like you're everything and Mm -hmm. then like once you get past the point where you're funding your own projects to Mm -hmm. like just have something then you become the fundraising and then you become the advertising and marketing and like everything and you have to learn how to do all of it and it gets confusing because you're right I do love a lot of things and I have never been able to really until recently articulate how I can use all of them for the best of my ability and the help of others right and that's that's really what it comes down to like you you have to take what you love all of it all, all of the of things, it. all of the not things, just, it's, not just one thing. Because we're multifaceted. We're not just like one yeah. thing. I hate. No one is I just can't one thing. I hate deal that. with that. That's so no. boring and stupid. That's so nineteen ninety. It's so two thousand. Doopy. It's Ethiopian. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to use, to use a Sarahism. Yeah, I say like, I've had I've had agents be like, "So wait, you do." theater and tv but you write and you produce and you do like what they're like can you pick one thing this is confusing no one's going to know where to put you and it's not 
and and here's the thing like i think to a degree that is true yes if you're distracted and you're not doing your work sure but like it's also yes if you're distracted and not doing the work then yes that's not a good thing but i've not really ever been that and i think i think that it's obviously this is not true across the board and I'm making a blanket statement, but like, I think there are a lot of people who are the gatekeepers of the industry who Mm -hmm. see that you do multiple things and you, they get confused and then you just have to take it upon yourself to become the Rachel Blooms, the Judd Apatow's, Mm -hmm. the the Tyler Perry's and the Shonda Rhimes and just take all of those skills and roll them into one thing where you get to be in control of everything. Yes. You know, I, I was just listening to an interview with Seth Rogen this morning, who is my, childhood crush and i just still oh my love god him. that voice like could just oh my god i can't i the love voice that is, the voice no, is i love grating. it i, I, no, I love his, it i love I his love laugh it. and i just think he's like so he's a muppet and like, i want him to narrate know. my life just because it doesn't match at all like i'm like getting ready like nah, and he's like first off i do my hair <laughs> He's really a yeah, muppet, and I just I've loved muppet. him since Freaks and Geeks, and I just have such. And he does really great work for um, you know, I don't know if you know about this, but he probably do because you're obsessed with him. But he does really great work for dementia because his oh, I wife, didn't know that. yeah, no, his wife, um, who's lovely, um, his wife, uh, has a parent who had early onset dementia, meaning like in the in their fifties, they started really, and it was very hard eek. for her. Yeah, eek, yeah. indeed. Um, and it's to me one of the biggest scariest things that could ever happen to me is like having dementia. And I and I have family members that do, so I'm I want to get genetically tested to make sure. And so just so I know, so I can do all the things I can to make sure everything is yeah. good. But he, um, because of his wife's experience and like slowly losing his mother in law, because now she's I, I don't know if she's still alive, but she's just it's not, and it's so heartbreaking. So he's put so much money and effort into, uh reach research in um you know and alzheimer's and dementia and stuff like that so he also is doing a lot of really great work uh philanthropically and medically um he's throwing so much money into that he started like foundations they have like um a i believe a dinner that they do i just want to get more involved with that too um because to me it's very important and i love that he's really like active um and also i love that he dropped uh i'm not gonna say who he dropped a friend who obviously is shitty and did shit to young women he dropped that guy faster than anybody else did he was immediately like yeah i've known this person for years i did movies with this person we like wrote together and i'm done with this guy so i'm good yeah. i yeah, admire him i stand him this is going to turn into a seth rogan fan podcast real i fast. guess we're just doing it yeah <laughs> i think we're just doing it yeah but on this on this podcast this morning he was talking about the industry and like he was like there's a lot of luck involved but also you know, you have to work really hard and the, yes. and you will not succeed if you quit. He's like, yeah. the only, he's like the only through line I see with all of my successful friends is that they have not quit. Yeah. Even when they wanted to. The only, the only guarantee of not making it is that you literally just quit and then you won't. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty much exactly what he said. And like, it, it's not that it was like an aha moment because like, obviously that's obvious that, you know, if you're not doing something, you're not going to get it. Like, yeah. You know, I think about all these people that are like, oh, I'm I'm writing a screenplay. And it's like, oh, what it's about? What what's it about? And like, where are you at in the process? They're like, oh, well, I just started it. It's and just like, like in year, my head. And then yeah. like a year later, you're like, how's your screenplay? They're like, oh, you know, I've like I've like a page or two. And you're like, okay, well, that's never going to take made. the like, wheel. That's not that's not lucrative. Well, that kills me. No, it's, that, it's that's not them even defeating the it. Part. it. Well, they're defeating it before it's even coming up. But also they love the right. fantasy of being like, I have a screenplay. It's like, it's great. great. Well, and I mean, excuse me, I've never been, to, I've never spent a significant amount of time in LA. So I could be completely off base here. Yeah. Well, then you can back me up or not. I have a lot of things to say. Yeah. But like, I love LA, I by like, the way. I love, but I, I feel like that's a, a lot of people in LA who are just like, I'm a screenwriter and they have nothing to show for it. Like, yeah. I have a very good friend, Amanda, who lives out there, who's a brilliant writer. She and her husband are both writers, TV mm-hmm. and comedy, and comedy sketch and whatever. And I, she's a New Yorker and I, I, that's how I met her. But, you know, when I went out there to meet her, I was like, the weather here is beautiful. I was like, I don't know if I could do this 24 seven, but like, it's gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, what do you think about me being 24 seven in LA? And she was like, you would kill everyone. You would hate it. Yeah. And she was like, you're too East Coast. She's like, you'd get out here and be like, I need this done by Friday. And they'd have it to you by Tuesday. And you yeah. would ch- choke them all the time. Well, um, because we just work different. I mean, like, I hate to say it, like, you know, New Yorkers and East Coast people specifically just work different than people anywhere yes. else. And I'm finding that with like other people that I'm contracting and working with. Um, 
you know, in different spheres in entertainment, they just have a different like like head on their shoulders. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the that. urgency like, is different. Yeah, the, it's exact. It's exactly that. It's the not. It's the no urgency thing, or lack yeah. of, or lower urgency, where you're like, to you, it's the most important thing, right? And I'm paying you to do a thing, yeah, or like I'm asking you to do a thing, and you're saying yes. And so, like, mm-hmm. this isn't like two months from now. This is like, okay, well, I need this by this date because this is what the process is, and blah blah blah. And you have an agreement, and then it never happens. And I I, uh, I want to add something to that if I could. Go, go for it. Go for it. Um, so I got to LA at least since like 2018, about five times a year, whether it's to pitch something or a, a board meeting or whatever's going on. Um, and I really do love it out there. I think it's beautiful. I I'm, I'm a mid-century modern kind of gal. I'm, I want to, I'm manifesting this now. I want to have a house out there in the canyons. It's like glass, like mid-century modern, like oh my God, stop. I love it. so I can write there. And then of course, when I'm there, I can film stuff or audition, like, like what I do when I'm there already, but it's like, instead of being in a hotel, I would love to just have my place anyway. So all that being said, um, there is like a sense of, of there's a different, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. It's not just the weather, which again, I, I do go insane if I don't have four seasons. Like I just get weirded out. I'm like, wait, like, especially if I'm there for a long time, like I've been there sometimes upwards of three weeks at a time. Cause I'm either working on something or collaborating with something I have to do something or the meetings are happening, which is great. You want to stick it out. You want to meet all the dopest people of all time. And I know so many people that have now moved there. So it's like, oh, yay, my New Yorkers and my, you know, my Californians all together. But um, after about a couple of weeks, I'm just like, dude, is it the literal same day? Is this Groundhog's Day? Am I, know, I in a trap? I I, oh, I'm fuck. losing it. I'm freaking out. Like, I'm it's, just like. It's mentally unnerving. Like, I, I not that this was L.A., but I spent two months in in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, um, I love toward, Phoenix. Yeah. It's toward, so hot. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was towards the end of the year, so it okay. wasn't too bad. It was it was like high sixties most of the time, but mm. every single day. Yeah, was like that desert skies, weather. No clouds, like perfect, perfect temperature, like shorts and t-shirt kind of day every single day. And after about like a month, I was like, mm. "What day is it? What is Who it? Who am June? I? Who am <laughs> I? Like you, I really like kind of slipped in my identity because I'm so yeah. used to this manic, insane. Like New York is snowing right now. It's March oh, it after ha- awesome. after not having like months of snow it's been cold it's been not cold we had like 60 70 degrees it'll rain the only other day it snowed that that that. was terrible was the day we were filming the pilot recently it was the only other day of course it was right in the smack dab middle of filming (laughs) love that but we worked around it because we're new yorkers no one was late and we literally shot so whatever but yeah yeah but i mean like we're so used to this manic weather yeah we're used to it bitch and And also like it's like part of the fabric of our lives you know the touch and we're used to like and i and i think the the touch the feel (laughs) Uh, concrete jungle wet dream tomato yeah we love her the fabric of her life. um but yeah like we love her i i'm obsessed with new york i think new york is in a, again it's like so sex in the city to say new york is a character but it is bitch the city will treat you like a and i also love I'll you at the same time you around, man. and and yeah. you're just like give me more spit on me like you love her but <laughs> but that being said she's um, a dumb She's a dummy. Yeah, she's a dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, dumb top. But when we are in LA, you know, I have to say too. Um, I want to go back just a second and just say, as a creator, as a person who like made something on a larger scale, like writing the D with Doctor Seeds, and now a couple other things that I have my hands in. Um, I didn't direct, and I want to just remind everybody: you're not an island. That if you create something and you're the lead in it. And you're like helping produce and you hire like an artistic person to like meet your vision. It's like you're just doing on your own and you hire a production company and a producing partner like Lindsay Elizabeth Hand of Edge in Motion, my favorite girl, who will do the things that you don't, you know, hiring the crew. And, you know, uh, I interviewed a lot of the directors and I picked my director, but she she, you know, agreed. But like all those things. I'm sorry. My says my connection is unstable. Sorry for my face it's freaked right. out you, a little bit. You broke up a little bit. You but was the was bit, the okay. sound okay? Oh God. Okay. So this internet, we, love spect- we love spectrum. <laughs> spectrum is uh we this love is, spectrum. <laughs> going from Shout Verizon out to Spectrum for yeah, uh... <laughs> Spectrum you suck. Going from Verizon Fios and Virginia to this was such a fuck fucking mind fuck. Anyway. Anyway, um ha- no no one's an island. So I never could have done Dr. Seeds if I like wanted to do all the parts of it. I think that's an also an issue too that people get trapped in. You're never gonna elevate if you don't collaborate. Do you know? Correct. You're never gonna get past a certain point. So that's to me, I made certain leaps and bounds career 
jumps when I decided to not be the one doing everything and, and learned that there's collaborators that are work just as hard as me, if not harder, who know more about certain things than I do. And those are the people you want to bring on. Also, when you're an actor, let's just say for those listening who are an actor who can write, if you write something for yourself, please don't direct it. Please don't. Because if you're the lead, you're going to have to do multiple jobs. Please do the best acting job you can. And also that gives you more of a collaborative person. Obviously find the right person, but right. collaborate. So, But that also that also then like sucks up more time on set because you yes. have to like be two Let me see that shot. Like, mo- I think we got money it. on set. Like, like, yeah, yeah, let yeah, me look at like, Let me go to absolutely. Video Village and look at it. And you're like, no. Right. But, the, but then also like you, you are exponentially more hard on yourself than anyone else is going to be so you're going to see it and there's going to be like one hair out of place and you're going to be like okay we're doing it again reset to yeah one. but that's like, why you need a like, hair person no- and that's why you need a director because that will never happen and i don't have to worry about that and i'm just doing my freaking job right so that's that's, yeah. a, that's the whole thing we're talking about is like set yourself right. up and- to, to win pat it with winners pat it with people that so you can also win yeah yeah um but anyway again i'll go go back to like shonda rhimes tyler perry rachel bloom and jed apatow like they are the names that we know but they have a fucking team man yeah they didn't make it on their own like none of those things happened because they were themselves the myth of making it on your own is such bullshit no like i made it on my own no you didn't you had an idea and you had a budget and you had people and they did things for you yeah, it's bull. It's it's un. It's it's an unrealistic expectation for also, anyone to be like. I made it on my own. Also, it's an ego thing. You can't possibly make everything. You have to do it because then when you do, you burn out. You resentful. Absolutely. All, you, but you set yourself yeah. up. So don't do that. So okay. So back to L.A. So when I go yeah. to L.A. and I was pitching my first Sorry. show that like <laughs> derailed. But Sorry. no, no, you no, no. But this is what I'm trying to get to is like. The energy was different in New York. If I went to a pitch meeting, let's say in a huge network, which this was, it is, it still is one of the biggest networks of all time. If you're, if I'm early on time to show you my show and then the executives walk in super high, like smoked out, they were fucking high and they're like, yeah, we saw your show. It's hilarious. What's it called? (laughs) You know, and we're just like, holy crap. And they're like, it's Coachella. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's Coachella time. And I just was like, man, in New York, if I was literally five minutes late, they'd be like, I guess you don't want this. Bye. See you at the door, bitch. Let it hit you. Like, I don't care. That's so weird. Yeah. That was just like a, an awakening. Now, that wasn't so every, weird. that wasn't Ew. every experience. Cause there were really wonderful studios that met with us that were like fab and really cool. They were a little like, Hey, oh my gosh, you know, but they were awesome. Whereas like, this was like, you know, and I was like only in LA. Cause if you went to New York, if anything, everyone's like on cocaine. Like, yeah, okay, let's do it. You got to do this. Like, <laughs> no one's like, no one's like, no one's like, yeah, man. I just went to had an ayahuasca weekend, so I'm just a little bit off, you know. And you're like, this is literally the Great. people who decide what is on television and streaming. right. Well, and that's also the thing too. Like for creators, when they see behind the curtain for the first time and realize, like, some of these people ain't shit. Like, it's just such, it's, I, I'm kind of experiencing this now in a different, in a different industry, in a different way. Yeah. Where like, you're, you're so down on yourself about the way that you're like, things aren't going the way you want to. And like, you're like, oh, I'm never going to make it. And then you go meet people in charge or yeah. meet people that are perceived to be above you. And you're like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a phrase I'm going to say a lot here, but like, I saw this video on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be a phrase. Talking, where they were talking about um uh like now that twitter is like so unhinged and there's no accountability within twitter just put twitter on your resume say that you were like an account executive at twitter like no one there's no Truly. hr department you can just like tell them <laughs> and this guy this guy stitched the video and he was like as someone who has worked my way up from nothing to corporate and i've worked with and alongside and was one of those ceos do it you'll figure it out they have no oh idea oh my god and That's I was like, wild. I was like, LOL, I'm going to start making myself like a CEO resume and <laughs> just be like, yes, pay me half a million dollars to tell people that they're dumb and they're wrong. Like, yeah. Like, well, please, you, you know, as well as God. anyone, you know, as well as anyone. And I mean, I truly think too, it's like, it's such a fine line of like, yeah, we're saying like lie, da, 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 but also be a hard worker and be good. Right. You can't just lie. Right. Like, I mean, and then you show up and you're right. like, like I, I would go in there. I'd go in there and fucking slay, and we you know would it. Slay. Like, 
I'm not, I can say this definitively. If I was put in that situation, I would take my last credit card. I would max it out on like some fucking expensive suits. And I would what? show up there and be like, you, I would just be like, I'd be you'd like, you'd hit Bette up Bergdorf Goodman and you'd like walk through and be like this, this, and this, 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 and this, and max the shit out of that card and show up at the office for my half a million dollar salary and be like, <laughs> Like there's this is a very polarizing movie. It's called Big Business. The and mm. fun fact, the opening scene of Big Business where Bette Midler goes into the office for the first time is shot for shot, frame for frame, uh, what Devil Wears product copied when Miranda gets oh. out of the car and goes into the building. Like, why is this not a TikTok? Why oh. has no one made this side by side? Well, why is, haven't you made it? It is shot. <laughs> For shot, because I don't know how to do that. Oh, okay. Like it is yeah. literally shot for shot. It's brilliant. But anyway, she walks into the office and she like she has her hat on and she, like the elevator door opens and she swings around and like she's like, "Good morning. Is this how we dress for the office? You look like a blood clot, <laughs> Stuart. I need the reports. Oh, what is this? More more costs for more lab rats? Well, some of the rats have had adverse reaction. Get tougher rats and like just." <laughs> Like, it's so funny, but, like, that is in my brain, like, how I would become a CEO and fake it and just show up in, in like, an Armani like, that's suit. right. Mm-hmm. That's Be right. like, what are you doing? Clean your Ew. shoes. Oh, my gosh. How dare you? <laughs> These reports are terrible. Your 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 profitability is Your makeup is you have, terrible. Right. You have two weeks you to bring anyway. up profitability or you're fired. Um, And just play the role of CEO. Like, But also back it up with knowledge. Like, I feel like you would just come in and tell people what's up. Like, and, and I think that's the thing about stepping into your power right is what we're talking about is like i think there's like three key elements here maybe more but i'm gonna try to make it three one (laughs) i'm just inventing it don't worry um this is it's called teaching kids so you just gotta do it um no first off no know and trust yourself know that no matter what you have survived every day that has gotten you here and you will survive this day and you will do it well two uh nobody knows anything and everybody's trying to figure it out that's literally yes. everybody, everyone, that's reality for everyone. That's reality for everyone in some that way, part, like a hundred percent. Yeah. And then three is like exude the confidence, exude confidence, trust in your vision, trust in what you feel and then work with others. Well, so it's like when you're super confident, you're not fearful. People are drawn to that. Um, and then you can work together and you learn from each other. It's not just about like, you know, I'm alone on this Island. Right. So if you, if you establish all those things, um, oh, there's yeah. a fourth one, last one, last one, and say no to things that don't give you sparkles or isn't 10 out of 10. Don't say thing, don't say yes to anything that is below a 10 for you, unless the dollars are massive, they're huge, and that you know, yes, give me, give me and it's dollars. temporary. Like if you get booked for something, like I'm, they're calling me in to produce something and it's like, terrible and it's crazy and it's like whatever but then i look at that money and i'm like oh shit girl yeah i can do uh, <laughs> for four for three days that's yeah. fine and that's what i mean it's like but yeah. don't say well, don't I say think- yes to things that aren't giving you life in in life i mean in life in general or you will be depleted by the time you have to step up to that plate bitch you're not gonna bat a thousand you're gonna miss it did i trash out of it Oh, I did. No, just for, I said just something for a so it's epic. Like, no, it's, I think I heard all of it, but the end, it's fine. We'll see what the recording does. We'll see what yeah, the recording we'll does. Yeah, we'll see what it is. I need better um, internet, obviously. Even though I pay for the- It's fine. Whatever. I hate, I hate Spectrum. <laughs> Spectrum. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Never will be. Never will be. Um, Spectrum never loved you. Unless they get better and they want to give us the dollars, in which case, pay me. Sure. Great. Pay me. Um, I want to tie this kind of conversation all back into the- uh, Christina Applegate movie, Don't <gasps> Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yes. I think I saw that at the age of six and I was like, oh my God, she didn't know what she was doing and she just put on a dress and walked into that office and yes. told everyone what to do. And it just became like my whole life. Like, I am Christina Applegate. I literally oh, have yes. made I have made it to where I am right now by being Christina Applegate in that film. I'm and just showing up and obsessed. being like, yes, I know what I'm doing. And so, you know, to any like fortune five uh 500 out there that's listening if you want to hire me as your ceo i will play the best ceo you Mm -hmm. have ever had and on top Mm -hmm. of that i care about people so i won't be a cunt there you go so non-cunt and we'll you know be good what what more do you want 
Yeah. And what, what, and what to half a mil to you? Like, let me just come in there and sparkle up your office. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, sparkle it up. Just make it glittery. And yeah. they're like, what's happening I'll work here? There for like, six mm-hmm. months. I'll work there for six months. I will pay off all my debt. I will buy an apartment and then I will get out of your hair. <laughs> so kids, that's the secret. How to be a rich bitch. Just quit. Just be there. For just couple. Right. Just, just, suck just, go watch, just go watch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead. You'll, yeah, you'll that's know. it. That's the, that's the <laughs> syllabus. Watch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead. Get the job. Get the bag. Leave. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's like, it. in and out. Just <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess what, if, what we could is maybe tell, since we've been talking for about an hour, maybe we tell, or maybe, I don't know how long. I can't do math. Maybe 40 minutes. Do you want to tell the people what our pod is about in the future? So when they tune in, this is this is kind of the thing. I mean, basically, it's just us talking. It's did just us again? talking. So yeah. <laughs> you did a little bit. It's okay. Fuck. This is what editing is for. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. This, we should keep all this in. It's fine. I know, right? Um. So yeah, I mean, this kind of came about because uh, Sarah Seeds and I were talking about um, money and how we want it and how the mm-hmm. goal right now is just to get rich. Like, that's just the goal. And mm-hmm. I kind of don't care in which, on what avenue I go about doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I want the creative things to be the thing. But if, yeah. I, if I'm if i going to do something that is not necessarily creative, that is going to give me the bag, that I can then, like, vomit money all over my creative projects, then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. I want to be rich. That's just, yeah. like, and I, I think also it kind of spawned from the idea that we're so indoctrinated to not want things or be shy or embarrassed or feel a feeling about saying what we want. And like, I remember being a kid and wanting to like write songs and be Hanson, you know, when I was a teenager, cause like the drummer, the little drummer was like my mm-hmm. age. He was, he was a little, little older Zach, than me. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I can do that. I can be, I can be a famous person. And because of my parents, like I had some natural talent because I grew up in a musical house. So like, I was like, let's do it. And I just was bopping all over the place. But then like, you know, being a teenager and getting bullied and people around me feeling the feelings about what I wanted to do, like I didn't get to say out loud, like, I want to be a pop star. I want Grammys. I want to do the things. And then when I like started doing musical theater, like same thing, I want Broadway. I want to, I want a Tony. I want to star in shows. I want shows to be written around me. And I never claimed it. I never asked for it. And I just was hiding it because I felt like, you know, oh, like, you know, here's this big fucking tall gay white dude being like, I want accolades. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't look good. And so I just kind of kept it to myself and went about the things and did the things and settled for mediocrity because I thought that's all I deserved. Wow. And um, you know, I'm those days are over. I hell want, no, bitch. I want all of it. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Not that and... I won't work for it, but give it to me. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of it's I have a different feeling and I think it's similar though and when it comes to like what our end goal is so like mine is more like I want to be a rich bitch definitely creatively um and I want to uh but I want to be okay with that I want uh, you know I think like you said there's a level of shame about money uh the blue check um you know having a publicist yeah give me the blue check I deserve it I've had like it doesn't make any sense anyway uh, on some things I am getting it, I think, but in other things, it's like, why, why specifically this one? You will get stupid. Anyway, I want, to, I want to be respected and for what I do. And I want, and I think I am, but I think it's like, you definitely a, are. Okay. Thank you. But there's a level of money that comes with all of that. So as yeah. I've gone up, I can feel it coming to me and I just want it to continue, but I also want people to feel <clears throat> empowered and emboldened to ask for the most not just creatively, not just uh, romantically, not just life-wise, but career-wise. The yeah. tangible, materialistic bullshit that everyone shits on that really gives you a life that you want is part of it. I think that yeah. it's okay to ask for that. And I think that's what this is about too. And it's about people who are who started from a place and took a leap of faith and and came here. It wasn't just handed to them. You yeah, know the the non nepo babies and it, it's it's yeah. literally like the be delusional concept where it's yeah. just like you know what like of course it's gonna happen and you know i i talk i hear a lot and i talk a lot about like the whole money is energy and money is an energy or reciprocal and blah blah, yeah. blah 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 and i do think that like you know the two of us have put out so much energy into what we do and what yeah. we want and like over the decades like long before i met you yeah you know, both of us were just kind of like 
on that electric bike, like cranking up all this energy. And eventually once things align for us, which they're getting very close to Mm -hmm. being, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. um, You know, or they, or they have aligned and we just like are realizing how insane that is, you know what I mean? And then then all of that energy will come back to us in the form of Mm -hmm. money and or opportunity or both. Yeah. I think that some secure the bag. Secure the bag. And I think the way you can also, I think the way you don't become someone just running on a mouse wheel truly forever is acknowledging in the present your success. Yeah. Acknowledging. It's, it's it really acknowledging, celebrating the wins. Right. Acknowledging that like, oh my gosh, I was a server like in New York City when I first moved here, like in the first couple of years. And I cried when I saw someone with a, with a SAG card. You know, and I was like, when will I have a SAG card? And at the time it was just SAG. But now that it's SAG after and I'm on the freaking board and I've been on the freaking board for like four or five years. Like, that's crazy to think. I was Insane. crying about, I don't have a card. And now I'm like on the board. It's just like. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, I remember like 2009, I was working as a personal assistant. I was doing Broadway merch and I was also doing a review in Long Island. Mm-hmm. I had no, I had zero hours to myself ever. Like right. I was running my ass off at all times. Like I'd have to leave work early to go to a Broadway show or I'd have to leave the show early to like make it out to Long Island to do the show that I was doing. And it was just like this hamster wheel. There's a picture of me laying on the train upside down where I'm like, I'm a model. But like, that was literally <laughs> like me sprinting between jobs. And like, there obviously like that had a serve and a limit. Like the serve is that like, I was busy. I was making absolutely no money at either any of those jobs, but like I had my face in so many different places. And mm-hmm. that feeling was like, yeah, I was tired, but I was like, I'm doing it. Like I have the job, I'm performing, I'm making money doing both. Yeah. And like everything's fine. And it just felt so unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And like, were the circumstances great? No. But like the fact that I had these things that all felt so like, I'm doing it. I'm like, what was I then? I was like 23, 22, mm-hmm. 23. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm like, I have the things, you know, like yeah. I had no money, but everything else was fine. Yeah. And, and it's just kind of like finding that same alignment now where it's like, I have no money, but everything else is fine. Yeah. Or like, you know, cause I mean, what's the opposite of that? Like having all the money and having nothing be fine. Having then, nothing be okay. Which just happens. Finding, <laughs> it, it does. It absolutely does. That CEO <laughs> that just like randomly, I think it was last summer, just jumped out of his penthouse and killed himself last year. And yeah. he had every, he had all the money and everything, but you find out later, like the marriage was messy. There was a lot of ups- upsetting things, his family. He didn't, he had some things he wasn't, you know, dealing with. And um, yeah, you can have all yeah, the money. I mean, I think of like Stockard Channing and First Wives Club. Uh, how dare you? Because I was just thinking about her. I love her. I love I her ta- so much. I talked to her on the phone one time way back. And yeah. I was just like, she was like, hello, this is Stockard Channing. And I was like, the Stockard Dude, Channing. Dude, she is, <laughs> is there literally the best. Uh, such an icon. I've been so drawn to her ever since I was a kid and I saw Grease. Oh, yeah. Time. I mean, six degrees of separation. Uh, everything about her. She's fucking the best. Everything. Yeah. So I Stockard mean, Channing is our win today. It's just the one. Yeah. Well, Stock- Stockard and Seth. <laughs> yeah. Stockard and Seth. It's S time. Stockard right. and Seth. Sarah C. It's no skin. Stockard and Seth. <laughs> That's it. Sedward Siski. Sedward Siski. So I guess just for the people listening and possibly watching us, um, my no makeup happened right. fresh from the from the bed. Realness. I love how polar opposite. I almost texted you to be like, are we doing like full opposite casual not looking like a rich bitch hot mess or are we doing like get up and glam it and i feel like i i fell somewhere in the middle yeah and i'm just like living (laughs) you're like i haven't showered yet i don't know i did wash my face it's fine i'm i'm kind of jealous i feel like that's the vibe from now on like just sweatpants and like whatever even when we do this at my house how dare you you don't know if i'm wearing sweatpants i could be wearing seven inch platinum heels with a i'm one with a sequin stretch fab show yourself uh never no the <laughs> audience does not deserve a lady okay? never tells the girls are out though the like, girls are she out she's giving, but... yeah i mean like yeah even when we do this at my place let's have like glam background and just being like sweatpants i'm all about it because i mean here's something else too it's like retinol is a gift my skin is retinol fucking porcelain right now love her and also i'm vegan so i drink water i'm non-problematic and i use retinol that's the key yeah I'm that's super problematic, but I stopped drinking. Which oh, that's great. great. Yeah, I didn't never stopped. Yeah, I never stopped. But yeah, I'm I glad mean, that you did. 
I'm fi- I'm trying to find like a, a happy medium because like not okay. drinking is wonderful. Like that's I, my great. Life, no my clarity. Life is exponentially yeah. Clarity. Exponentially better. And part of me like this is kind of a race with myself. Yeah. To be like okay, I've done like 207 days before. That's the longest mm-hmm. I've gone mm-hmm. without drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, can I beat that? And you know yeah. the I, the idea is like, can I go a whole year? And the answer is yes. Of course I can. Of course like, you I'm can. Like, I'm like 70 some days in now. I think. And so, like, if I can do 70 days, I can do 140 days, I can do 280 days, I can do 365 days. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's just a matter of willpower and want, you know. And I've yeah. certainly had I've certainly had moments in the last like two weeks, really. Yeah. That I've been like, fuck this, I'm gonna have a drink. And then I just think about how I'll f- feel the next morning and how that'll That's derail smart. the entire week. And it's like, oh god. I and can't. you kind of have a relationship with it that isn't that hasn't been good you know it's not the best i mean like i feel like i talk about this at nauseam but like when i was in the hospital i had cancer for those of you who don't know i have a book mm. go buy it um yeah. tell them the book say the book cancer musical theater and other chronic illnesses and okay. the other chronic illnesses are i was a drunk okay. i oh, drank right. my way i drank my way through chemo and yeah. uh zero out of ten don't recommend don't do um, that yeah don't, don't do, do that. it but like it was a thing and that was kind of where it all started as far as like the problem part of it mm-hmm. is concerned because it was definitely a coping mechanism. It was a hiding mechanism. It was a lot of things. Numbing. And yeah. And like, yeah. I don't want to say that it was, there was a dependency because like I never missed work. I, it was never a morning drinking situation. It was like 7 PM let's go. And the pandemic certainly didn't help that. Uh, and yeah. uh you know it's it's been a, a conversation and i also think about the amount of money i spent on alcohol like jesus ew, of ew God. it's gross I mean, yeah there, it's gross. One, one day i will go back through the app that i de- like had delivery from in my old neighborhood when i lived in the upper west there was an app that you could like for this one particular mm-hmm. store and i would order bottles and have them delivered during pand- pandy land and wow, then I would wow. just, like spray and wipe them down and be like okay they're clean now i can drink the alcohol out of it which is yeah. germ killing like what the yeah. fuck yeah um and i would go through multiple bottles a week and one day wow. i will go through and just figure out how much money i spent during that period of time yeah i'm a, i yeah i like to do it as a fun time out or maybe one glass with something so i've never had like a really aggressive relationship with it other than college but i feel like you know you're like okay that's yeah. that's enough of that well but but also, like, you're tiny. You're, like, the size of my leg. I know, you know? but like, listen, that takes... doesn't mean anything because totally. Absolutely. I was and a bartender. To, and this is why I also absolutely. needed to quit that job. When I was a bartender in early, when I, my early 20s, I, seven shots a night at least. And I was fine. Yeah, It's yeah, really well, bad. But see, <clears throat> but see, that's also the, the point that I was going to make is, like, yes, you're smaller than me. And, of course, you can, like, that doesn't mean anything because it's about tolerance. But, like it has always taken a lot of alcohol to get me drunk because I'm a big person. You're a, like, you're a large I'm, I'm man. Six four, I'm you're six four. I'm all ribcage. Statuesque. Statuesque. <clears throat> statuesque. You are. I'm, I am David, David-like. Mm-hmm. David, yeah. <laughs> In my wildest dreams. And I'm a little and, baby. Uh, I'm a tiny little baby. baby. Yeah. Little baby. Yeah. Um, and so like, <laughs> it was never just one drink because that's yeah. not why I was there. I was there to get fucked up. And so it would turn, <laughs> it would be like four Manhattans. Like, oh, um, damn. It was, okay. it was a whole lot, whole lot okay. of booze. So yeah, I like anyway. pairing it now. I'm so like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have this vegan artisanal cheese delivered with this version of wine. <laughs> because you are a rich bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I think, I think Loki, we have lived a past life where we were. Oh and, my God. Like, and yes. like now we're yeah. here and we're like, wait a minute, where'd all the money go? Where'd, like, where is she? Where's Why me? am I broke? Where's where where's like it? the Okay, wait, we're not broke. How dare you? None of us are broke. I here. mean, I'm um, I'm close, but it's okay. fine. Well, it's, it's fine. Okay. I have the reason being I have this beautiful apartment I live in now. Yeah. And my I always just have to remind myself that 19-year-old me would see this apartment and be like, bitch. bitch you better get her. Yeah, that's right? the thing. Yeah. So it's just the constant reminder that like in in a lot of ways, I've made it. And like you success, have, is, literally. success is relative and, you know, you just kind of have to think of it in terms of like someone else's success is not yours. And like wanting what someone else has is never going to help you. No. And you just have to like keep like stay the course. And I know that sounds so like, just stay the course, but like, it's like shut up. Yeah, But seriously, it it's like, shut the fuck up, but like do it because I like jumped out an open window when I saw the opportunity, not a literal one, not a literal one Surely. and yeah. um, not having CEO problems yet. 
And, um, you know, I, I took this window of opportunity, I jumped through it and I got this apartment luckily, and it happened to work out, but it was, it was like, my old apartment was the size, like smaller than my current living room. Wow. That and is I was wild. In I was in it for a decade. And like, I just think like, and I, I thought like my, what's so funny is that like my old place, the building was better. The neighborhood was better, like whatever, but like yeah. straight up, right. It's what you pay for. So no, when I was moving, I was like, oh my God, I'm going from a studio to a one bedroom. Like I have nothing. And I didn't realize that until I got here and I started unpacking and I was like, I don't have furniture. Like wow. I, have a, I have a bed and a wardrobe and some chairs, like mm-hmm. the end. So I had to buy everything. Mm. Like, like literally, I mean, damn, I should have moved when you were moving. Cause I gave shit away. I literally had too much. Oh damn. Yeah. Fuck. Well, we didn't, yeah. we didn't overlap. You had already been here for like a year or plus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's you were true. supposed to be on tour. And then I gave it all to my, uh, my friend because I was just like, I was I supposed have... to be on tour. Yeah. We won't, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This keeps coming up. It's so funny. I know. Funny. It's so funny. It's so. Oh my God. Fucking... Let's get in. Let's get into it. I mean, yeah. so here's the thing. Like what's funny about this is that when I was hired, mm-hmm. I obviously signed a contract. I obviously signed an NDA. Yeah. And, and like whatever. When I was replaced, there was no NDA. Mm. There was the new contract with my settlement agreement on it. And like, or... not settlement, my buyout. It wasn't a settlement, it was a oh. buyout. And, um, and the end, like that was it. There was no NDA. I was, I was wholly expecting there to be an NDA so that, that like production and the powers that be of the show would Wouldn't want to look like assholes. Because that, it was such an asshole move and it was, it was handled so incorrectly and so poorly. Yeah. And, everyone everyone on that from creative down felt it they were like what the fuck is this handling of this shit it was so stupid and um Trash. yeah so i'm allowed to say whatever i want good i think we should have a whole episode talking about it i maybe well, we should have an maybe... episode talking about what the roadblocks that we've hit and circumnavigating yeah. that because i have five I or say, that's, six that's episode two like that's like episode two lore, today lore today's just learning we started with sky daddy <laughs> and then we're finishing with um a cliffhanger for a episode cliffhanger. two <laughs> like a drag queen with really long toenails it's a cliffhanger baby we don't oh need that my God. um but anyway well i love you guys um thanks for tuning into our um possibly inaugural episode of uh i want to be a rich yeah yeah i think this i think this is a good inaugural i think i think it is it's a soft launch we're just like letting people know who we are if they don't already know you know and we're just kind of giving them all the goods and put it in the queue put it in the freaking yeah like and and pay me yeah pay me pay me the bag um yeah so i guess um we'll plug just some random stuff we've done recently you talk about your book and i'm definitely going to say um you know, watch my series, Riding the D with Dr. Seeds and Plex TV. Uh, I'm, there's a couple other things I'm making right now. A couple big auditions this week, a couple good callbacks. We're going to see what happens. She booked a voiceover. Yes. But either way, all that aside, um, I think the one thing I do want to really plug right now is something that, um, and I thank you, Sag After, for giving me this platform, is my talk that was uh, officially sponsored by Sag After. It's on their YouTube. Um, it's called um, The Pitch is Back best yes. best title they've ever officially made literally they literally made that title for me uh, they knew right. i would, had nothing to do with you i didn't make that title but the boo-boo no, just, like, i'm not gonna up. name he's amazing but the boo-boo who works for sag after who like you know worked with me beforehand coming up with like how the syllabus would go and i just was like let me just make a thing and we'll run through it it's gonna be great and he was like i have ideas for the title and i was like mm, tell them to me and because because like, i was thinking like they're gonna be very official like sag after like how to learn how to make your own pitch deck and be empowered by that. And he was like, the pitch is back. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you come with me to that title? Like but that then type- also, what is, what is this through line of you getting into things that just have the inference of the word bitch in it? Oh, they're everything. Cause they know me. I literally am at board meetings being like, bitch, come, come on now. Like we got to get better at this, you know? Yeah. Well, so- and well, you have, so you have the pitch is back. Yeah. Have, it's on I YouTube right now. Rich- you have I want to be oh, rich. Oh yes, God. And then also in pre-pro, we have you stupid pitch. Yeah. 
Don't you so get many it? things. Don't well, you get I'm it? just reclaiming my word. You know, you want to call me one? <laughs> you want to call me a bitch? Or you want to use that on women? <laughs> like she's a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> Honestly, yes, God. Yes, yeah. God. Let's be bitches. Bitches get shit done in the words um, of Tina Fey. Yes, yes, they do. And so anyway, um, also, and, you know, we love Elton John, the bitch is back. So it was the bitch yeah. is back. And that's, that was it. I think that was what he was trying to get. For, and I was like, first off, you put me. Genius. You, you made it a great title. I'm doing what I love, which is teaching you how to make a pitch deck and get your ideas out there. All you special boo-boos, all your cool creativity. It's always the people that don't, it's not always, but it's a lot of times the people that have the best ideas and the greatest story that aren't saying it. And I want you guys to go out there and make stuff. Anyway, so that's to me, that's the most empowering thing I can give you. So if you Google, if you go on YouTube and you go on the pitch is back, it's under the SAG after official YouTube, um, check it out and and, and think about and making so- your own ideas. And so important too, because to your point of like people who have the best ideas who aren't doing it or saying it, like probably don't know how. And yeah. so like learn learning how and having that very specific, like hyper specific education and knowledge of how to do it is, you know, I mean, I could rage against academia forever and maybe that'll be a different episode, yes. but like, you know, not knowing how to do something is the only thing that's standing in your way from doing it. So yeah. like, go learn, go learn. Yeah. And and know that your story matters, please. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our soft launch of, um, I want to be a rich bitch pod. Um, we'll be doing this in person, virtually live events. We're just kind of getting her feet, you know, dipping her toes in the water. Like Minnetonka. We're getting so wet. We're getting so wet. We're getting so wet right now. Um, love you guys. (laughs) And we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you soon. Give me the best. You're so rich. Uh,